I know, I know. But I'm actually in Noosa, so I'm I'm on, on the t- same time zone because you're in Brisbane, right? Where are you? Where are you? I'm in Noosa. Noosa. Oh, just up the road. Oh, right, right. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Are you? No, in no. We're on, yeah, we're in Brisbane. I thought you were in Brisbane. Okay. What what suburb? Because I used to live in Brisbane. Yeah, uh, Maruka. Maruka. Okay, fantastic. Great to have you. And we've got Renee it's coming. The highlight of my morning, Carmen. Say say that again. It's the highlight of my morning. It's the highlight of your morning. Fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. Have you been for a swim? You've been for a swim. Have you I, been for a swim? I haven't. I, I live in Sunshine Beach, which yeah, is... Not quite as good. Yeah, it's it's not... Um, it's beautiful, but as you know, and, and I'll explain to everyone, Sunshine Beach, you're literally on the coast of Australia, oh, so it's oh. just expanse of ocean. So it can be a little little wild. Versus Noosa is like a cove, which is like really protected and and good for swimming. Here it's beautiful, but some days you have to kind of be very careful of the waves. <laughs> so, so no, I haven't been swimming this morning. Oh, yeah. What got me in uh, over Christmas time, I went down there for a swim at seven and there were 10,000 in Noosa already swimming. My goodness, yeah. That's Noosa's, because it was Christmas time. Yeah. Noosa's got so busy. Definitely destination. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm 10 minutes out of Noosa, which is nice. Like I can go into Noosa, but I don't have to be in that crowdedness. Yeah. And we've got Vicky, who's from Brisbane as well. Great to see you, Vicky. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And Renate, lovely to see you too. Bringing good up night, good night. Good night. That's right. <laughs> Bringing up Europe for us. <laughs> it's quite, quite late. It's one hour before midnight. I know, I know. Yes, this this is the call that isn't as great for Europeans. So thank you for being on. So it was a pleasure. Let's get going. And I just want to say, first of all, congratulations, because now we're really into Soulcraft, because module one, as you've seen, really gets you into the important stuff. And I just really want to congratulate you because with change and when we're learning our subconscious and our more primitive brain, our reptilian brain, anytime that there's change, it threatens survival essentially, because back in the day, if things weren't predictable, then that could signal that it could be dangerous. So how that relates to us in modern day life is when we hit change or we feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to grow, the reptilian brain and that more primitive side of us thinks, oh no, this is not predictable. It's going to be dangerous. And so it will do things like say, you don't really need to do this. You can slack off, you know, this stuff, you know, so you just want to can really congratulate yourself for stepping in because this is why most people don't change because they're not aware of all the mechanisms in the body that aren't you. It's just your protective mechanism that is wanting to keep you safe. But when you break through that, that's where everything is on the other side. And we know the whole thing with feeling the fear and doing it anyways. When we have something that we want to do, we're not courageous unless there is fear. You know, so you're only courageous if there is fear, because courageous means doing it in spite of the fear. So as you keep going, if you're hitting walls, if you're like, you're like, oh, this is like really stepping out, out of my comfort zone, know that that's good. And this is a lifetime access program. So we're going to keep guiding you and keep mentoring you as well. But just know when you hit your edge, that is part of growth. And that again, your reptilian brain is going to want to keep you safe, but this is not unsafe. It's just going to help you grow and expand. 
And remember, we're courageous. We do. Our mission is so much bigger than our fear. Our fear is just not usually founded. It's just because our our primitive brain is trying to protect us. But in this case, you don't need protected. <laughs> You're just fine. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to mention that and really fantastic to see everybody replying on each of the lessons, like what your ahas are and your questions, because that will keep you really engaged as well. And if you have like Hannah, just thank you for anything that came up. You're like, what about this? What about that? It's absolutely fantastic because if you're thinking it, somebody probably else is as well. So really share anything and, and stay super engaged. As I mentioned, module two, we go so deep and module, sorry, module one and module two, module three is not necessarily as deep, but there's still like a lot of work, but then it gets really easy, but it is so worth it. So re really stay the course. And I promise on the end, other end, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is like the best thing I've ever done. So having said that, let's just review really quickly. I think most people, let's just get a sense here. How many people have finished lesson one and two in module one? So lesson one was the WAP. Has everyone gone through the WAP? Okay. The five pillars of belief. Has everyone had a chance to do that? Okay, fantastic. Where we might be slowing down and it's totally fine. Build your business around your passions. Okay, so that's, we've got probably, okay. So, and then we've got the alchemy of you. Has anyone started the alchemy of you? Okay. That's okay. Totally fine. So alchemy of you is that deep dive under the, the hood of the car. So you really want to make sure if you can try to do as much before the weekend, but of course we're here, it's Friday already in, in Australia. So although we released the module, module two on um, Friday and Saturday for Australia, if you haven't done alchemy of you really dive into that during the weekend and then at least start module two on the weekend as well. And then you'll be totally fine. But alchemy of you just really gets under into the stuff that's the most important thing. And I want to give you one thing right now that I teach in a lot of my higher level courses, because this is kind of the entry to get you really acclimated to the Soulcraft way. But I want to give you one thing right now to really be thinking about, because this will make all the difference in everything you do. So we operate entirely from our identity that we have of ourselves and our beliefs. And oftentimes those beliefs come from our childhood um, or our formative years and, and often in adulthood as well. Like if we have something that doesn't work out or there's some type of trauma or just a perceived failure, which we know failure is not failure, it's just a lesson. But all of these things contribute to our belief system and also we can have conflicting beliefs. So we can want to be successful, but we don't want to lose our friends. We can want to be, you know, a top income earner in network marketing, but we don't want to work too hard. So when you have these conflicting beliefs, it really creates this pull and your subconscious doesn't know, well, which one does she want? Does she want to be successful or does she want to be, you know, go with the flow? <laughs> So, so these are things that we're going to address as we go along, but just know that your identity, what you really believe about yourself underneath and your beliefs are what determine your reality. So your identity really determines, determines your destiny, your beliefs determine your destiny. So we always want to go deep underneath, like, what do I really believe I'm capable of? What, what is my identity? And what do I believe? Do I have any conflicting beliefs? 
So we're, we're going to continue doing work with this, but I just want to give you one thing that will help you. When you think of what you want, and let's just think about network marketing, and then we can expand that out to our lifestyle in a moment. When you think of, okay, what I really want in my network marketing business, and if you can just write down now, what is it that I really want? So usually it's going to be like an income goal. Usually it's going to be also like how you would feel getting up in the morning. Like I feel excited to get up and work with my team and prospect. So you'll probably have a, a monetary goal. You'll have a feeling goal. You'll have a doing goal. I want to be working with my team. I want to easeful, easefully be prospecting, to enjoy inviting people, to be excited. So think about monetary goals, how you feel and what you're doing. And that really helps you determine like, okay, well, what is it that I really want to create with this amazing business? And you can go deeper after this call, but just to kind of get you started on that. And then what you want to imagine, if I already have these things. So imagine yourself as the person that already has this. And it would feel pretty darn good, right? <laughs> so Terry knows this from Create Your Dream Year. And so we want to sit with that emotion as well. Like, yes, that would feel amazing. You know, because that's that emotion is going to really galvanize our goals as well. Because the subconscious also works in emotion and, and images rather than, you know, if you just look at a menu and it's just writing, subconscious hates stuff like that. You know, it, it wants visualization and color and feeling like that's that's how the subconscious works so when you imagine that you want to attach emotion around it and now some can everybody see in their mind's eye here is can everyone see because some people can't visualize if you can't see it like what like visualize it in whatever way because people see it differently as long as you can feel it that's the same it's it's the same the subconscious can work with that so it's either visualization and feeling or one or the other if because some people can't actually like see it's like just a, a different way that their brain works and it's totally fine then you just focus on the emotion so when you imagine that you have these things and this is the kicker who would you need to be what would you need to feel and what do you need to do and I kind of stepped you into that because in order to have that thing, and this is the whole, the be, do, have, it's everything about be, do, have, we actually have to be, do, and feel as if we already have the thing, because that's the only thing that will create it. It's the only thing. It's not going to happen magically. It's not going to happen just through hard work. It's going to happen by you being, doing, and feeling the way that a, that person that already has it is being, doing, and feeling. That's the only way that you achieve it. Yes, Aramea? Yes. Uh, could you repeat those? You, you, the ones, who would you need to be? And I miss the other two. Yes, absolutely. So who do you need to be? How do you need to feel? And what do you need to do? So if you can imagine yourself as that person who already has achieved what you want. Okay, so that's your identity. 
Okay. And that's, we want to create that identity now because that's the only way we're going to get from here to there. You know, it's, it literally is not from working harder. And this is in Soulcraft. I always market that, you know, this isn't about doing more and spinning more plates and getting more overwhelmed. It's about focusing in on who do I need to be? What do I need to feel? And what do I need to do as if I already have the things that I want? That is what's going to take you over. And it's it's why when you see when you see wealthy people have children, now obviously sometimes those children go off the 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 um not the reservation, what's the metaphor? Off the rails. <laughs> they go the opposite way. But often children of of wealthy individuals continue on being wealthy and creating amazing businesses because they've just grown up like this is what we do. You know, we just, you know, we create wealth, we create amazing businesses because they have that identity. It's just what we do. So that's, that's what you want to have that identity. And of course we couple it with, yes, the abundance, but the lifestyle, the relationships, you know, the whole holistic package, you know, cause m money is an energy and it's not good or bad. It's what we do with it. And when we have more money, we can do a lot more things and make a lot more difference in the world. So with your be, feel, do, you always want to have the being statements as I am, because I am statements are in the present and it's super powerful. Like I am is like, ohm, like it's a very powerful resonation in the universe. So I am, so what would you need to be? You know, I am resourceful. I am resilient. I am courageous. You know, I, I it could even be a verb if if you want, like I understand my subconscious mind, like how it's, it's going to want to keep me safe, but I'm courageous anyways. So write down who you are, the person who already has the thing that you want. I am. And then the next. You know what? You know what? It's, it's interesting as you are going through this, and um, I'm just saying, absolutely, absolutely. And this voice, <laughs> bloody hell, excuse my language. <laughs> how do you, how do you just Stop that voice? Remove it? <laughs> how yeah. do you remove it? Because for me, that, that's, what, that's what it's happening. It's not that I don't want to do it, but that gremlins that every time I I move forward, it's just why are you kidding? Hannah, you know, are you joking? Mm. Yes. Look, why 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 you? What do you have that others don't? That you want to be successful. You be real. Where are you coming from? Look at your parents. Look at your family. When you know, sit back and yeah, put you're enough. You're be happy with what you have. Like all the things that. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's why I'm here, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love. So this is so important because those gremlins are that part of our brain, the reptilian part that wants to keep us safe. 
So it's just there as a protective mode, like, because in the past, let's say we tried and we failed and we felt embarrassed. Our reptilian brain is like, don't do that again. You're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel. You see, you see, silly moo. I told you, be quiet, sit there and just watch rather than do. Yes, yes. So what you want to do with this is number one is recognize, like as soon as you hear that voice, that is just your protective side of the brain that's just trying to protect you. So, and you don't want to ignore it because it's kind of like feel your feelings. If you ignore it, it's still in the corner there, you know, so it's still going to come, come back up. So what you want to do is think, okay, I am the thinker of my thoughts, I am not my thoughts. So we are the thinker of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can change our thoughts. So our thoughts do not control us. You know, we are, we are not the, you are not good enough. That is not you. That is, that is a, that is a thought that you have thought, (laughs) (laughs) but you are the thinker. You know, this is what makes us different from, you know, although I think cats have, think too. <laughs> if you have a cat, you know, <laughs> but supposedly, we, you know, we, but we are different. We, we, we're very conscious. So we are thinking that thought we can change that thought, but instead of ignoring, you want to dismiss. Okay. So I dismiss that thought. That thought is not helpful in where I want to head. And I want to create this big, beautiful life. There is no reason why I can't there are countless stories that of people that are in worse, you know, people who have come from Africa and swam here, basically, you know, fought off sharks, lived in the ghettos, and then made it to make an amazing company. You know, like, we are so much further ahead than those people that have had real tribulation. We just have our thoughts. <laughs> so, you know, and so we're so much further ahead. And there is no reason that you, Hannah... When like I look at, and I know everyone looking at you would say, Hannah, of course you can do this. It's just that we have these thoughts that are trying to keep us safe. And so we have to be courageous and we have to dismiss. It's, I don't like to ignore because I feel like it's still there. Like I'm just, oh, it's still there. But I dismiss it. It's like, no, you don't have any part in creating this big, beautiful life that I have a mission to help. You know, and my mission is, is I can tell you my mission another time. <clears throat> you have a mission to help more people as well. Exactly. Does that, does that help everyone? Change your character. Yes. Yes. We have to change the, yes, absolutely. And it's, it's so, it it really starts with the thoughts that we're thinking combined with who am I being what am I feeling? What am I doing? So even what I would put in my my affirmations is I dismiss that that could be in the doing. I I am the kind of person, and and I know we talked about this in Soul Pro, Vicky and Ali. I also like saying I am the kind of person who dismisses unresourceful thoughts or unproductive thoughts or unhelpful thoughts. And anything that is not supportive of you living your most fully expressed, authentic self is an unsupportive thought. And it has no, no, no right to live in your head. (laughs) 
So you can just be like, you do not get to rent any space in my head. Thank you for trying to protect me, but now go away. <laughs> like literally you can kind of have fun. Thank you, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we will do a little bit deeper work here. Like when we go into money beliefs, we'll go into like, where do these beliefs come from? Because it is good to see like where it came from, like maybe in childhood, you know, like I remember my dad, my I have super loving parents, but my my dad said, I, you're not very good at lang learning languages, you know, so that stuck with me for many years, which is not the fact, you know, it's just maybe I didn't evidence the skills, but we can change our neural pathways to be good at anything. So there's things that we were told in childhood from our well-meaning parents, teachers, for sure, religion. And then even, as I mentioned, our experiences as adults, you know, if you, if you consistently have a bad experience with um, Google ads, for example, you know, like you're going to have trauma around Google ads, you know, so then if you want to continue with Google ads, you've got to like figure that out. So this, this is where though we have to take control. I am the thinker. I am not my thoughts. And is this thought supportive of the life I want to create? And if it's not supportive, then it doesn't deserve to have rent in our in our head. Now, there are there are layers to this. So, you know, it's not like this this one this you'll have an epiphany from this, but you, you want to keep repeating this type of lesson because it takes several times, just like sales can take from seven to 14. And, and many people say it takes more touches than that now, because there's so many things out there that are being, being sold. But it's the same thing with the subconscious. And Tony Robbins talks about this. We learn through repetition. So you want to keep repeating this, like, okay, my identity and my thoughts is what create my reality. So I need to change my identity, my character. Okay. So very synonymous words. And I need to also, every time I have a negative, limiting, conflicting thought come up, then even just writing it down on paper gets it out of the body as well. And then you can say, okay, I see you thought, thank you for trying to protect me. Now go away. <laughs> um, what do you mean by change of character? Okay. So ca character, what John was saying, character is similar to identity, I probably prefer identity because character can have a lot of judgment around it. Like he has a good character or bad character. Identity takes a little bit of the emotion out of it. I know John means the same thing. So I, I use identity more as the term, but it is your, like who, who you really are. And even more importantly, who you perceive yourself to be. Mm -hmm. So we can have a character, a character also tends to be a little bit more doing like his character is good. He's all, he always has integrity. He yeah. always does what he says he's going to do. So yeah, it's, it's like values. Sort of, yeah. Like your values. Yeah. Okay. And it's almost more the, what you, how you show up in the world by your doing, you know, like he's always on time. He's always honest. He always speaks his mind. Your identity is a little bit more deeper in you of how you perceive yourself and what you're capable of doing. So your identity would be like, I, I am the kind of person who will find out how to make this work, you know, and it's very much your, I am statements. 
So it's just a slight, slight difference. I know John meant the same thing, but it's just a slight, very slight little distinction. And our identity, like really, if we can look at our life and because whatever is outside is always starts from inside. So that really like our reality is our identity because we create our reality from our identity. So this, and the exciting thing is it's not meant to be like, oh my goodness, like I have to do some identity work. It's, it's not like that. It's more exciting that, wow, I can actually completely control my reality by shifting my identity to being the person who has a thing that I want to have. And th this is why people say like, oh, I'm working so hard. I'm doing all the things, but I'm just not going forward because busyness will never get us doing a zillion things will never get us there. It's shifting that who I am, how do I feel and what do I do? So let's go back to that feeling. So, okay. Imagine the thing that you want. How do you feel? Like I get up in the morning and I'm excited to jump out of bed. I feel inspired. I feel courageous. I feel like nothing can shake me. And I know, Terry, you had a great question about when people go off auto order, how to approach that. So I'm resilient and we'll talk specifically about that. But anything that you struggle with, think about, okay, if, if I didn't struggle with that, how would I feel? And that's the feeling that you want to create. And then what do I do if I had the thing? Sorry, I think somebody said something and I missed it. No, okay. So let's leave that there just because I want to make sure that I get through the questions that everyone has. But is that helpful for everyone? Okay. And we're going to keep revisiting this because it really is like alchemy. If you, it gets under, it's like, it's like finding like one thing that will affect 20 things. So we could do the 20 things and you could be running around like crazy in this course, or we can go to like the source and that can affect 20 things. So this, this is the thing. And I would put it up on your dream board. I am, I feel, I do. I can. I can, I exactly. Have. Yeah, that's, I have. That's what I put on mine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it, a good thing, I think as we get older, we get a little bit more cynical. And it actually is better to go back to that, that feeling of um, almost a little bit of naivety. You know, like when we were in our 20s, we think we can do anything. And so we do. You know, when we get older, we have more things that haven't haven't worked out in the way we thought they would. And so we get a little bit more closed down, a little bit more cynical. But if you can let that go and just say, okay, this is a new playing field. I'm creating a completely new life, a completely new identity. And enter it with that, okay, I this naivety that I can do anything. And if you make a mistake, if you have a redirect, if something doesn't work out, it's okay because it just helps you learn. And it's also redirecting you to where you really need to be. And the, the more that we, we go back to your identity and your authentic self, you start trusting where life is guiding you as well. Even the mistakes and the redirects. 
Okay. But we'll leave. That's a whole other topic. So, okay. So let's leave that for now. But if you can keep coming back to that and keep revisiting it, because it's one of these things that repetition, you start not to just think it to like, yes, my identity. I need, okay, what's my identity in any given moment? So my identity is I am, I feel, and I do. And you always want to think I am, I feel, I do as if you already have the thing. And this is how you, you'll walk around differently. Because how, how would the person who has these things that you want, how would they walk around? How would they interact? How would they talk to their prospect? How would they talk to their team? How would they talk to themselves? And that's the kicker. How would a person who has these things talk to themselves? So again, that's a way to dismiss the thoughts that aren't productive because the person who has this is not going to say the, these things to themselves. I've, I've noticed, I've noticed that when, when this grinning comes, I, my, my whole posture, everything is just goes, you know, close up. But when I say I am and I can, it's, it, it creates a completely different energy and I can feel that my whole body is much stronger and that that is quite mm. empowering. Yes, 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 yes. And that's and, that's the embodiment. That's that's I'm so glad you brought that up, Hannah. And also, so you you can literally see the difference. I mean, that's huge. And every time you do this, you're creating a more well-worn neural pathway. Because right now, if, if we have the languaging that I can't do this, who am I to think I can do this? Just be satisfied with what you have. We're creating these, these pathways that are just so well-worn. <clears throat> Once you start these new pathways, you're going to create it and it becomes easier to think this way. And this is going to become second nature. But initially, and this is why we need repetition, we got to get out of this pathway into a new pathway and make it well-worn. And then it just becomes part of you. And if you have a practice, that, and this is why I teach, one of the main reasons I teach dance is it's such a quick way to move you from feeling shut down to opening you up. But you can do the same thing walking out in nature, you know, hugging a pet, hugging a loved one. Tree. Hugging a tree. Hugging a tree, <laughs> meditating, something that can shake this energy out of, out of you and, and help you change tracks. And if you're not a dancer, you know, just put on a song and, and just kind of move around the house and shake. Like shaking gets energy out of the body and specifically in your jaw. Like let your, let your whole body shake and let your jaw shake because we hold tension here. And you won't believe like just one song of like shaking and just kind of moving around and getting the tension out of your jaw, how much you can shift in just one song. So try, try that because these thoughts are also stuck energy that we just want to move out of the body so that it's not in the body anymore. Okay, so let's dive into, um, I'm just going to very quickly with the WAP, this question always comes up in the WAP. So don't don't worry if you felt a little bit overwhelmed with it, because when people do soul craft, they come in from all levels. They could be have been doing network marketing for 10 years, 20 years, or just started. So it's this 
formula will help you through forever. But if it's a little bit like, oh my goodness, I still need to figure out inviting. So I don't know who I'm going to present to. Don't worry about that. Just imagine, wow, okay. It'd be really cool to have two people to present to every week, two people to train. So just like imagine and don't worry about putting the particulars until it makes sense. In the lifestyle, put one thing in each of those. So rather than five things in each, because you'll you'll overwhelm yourself. And always with the WAP, you want to do, like say if you have everything is accomplished every single week, you want to just do a few, have a few more things on that. So it always stretches you a little bit, but doesn't overwhelm you. Okay, because you don't want it to be this to-do list that like every week you're like, oh my goodness, like you dread looking at it. So you want it to be achievable and just a little bit of a stretch. So in the lifestyle area, I would just put like one, maybe two things of each of those areas, but not more than that, because obviously that can get overwhelming too. And then just allow, you'll. it's one of these things too, it's a new system way of organizing your life and your business. So just allow it time to percolate. And when you first do it, it probably takes about an hour. Next Sunday night, it'll take probably 45 minutes. The next Sunday, maybe 40. Then the next Sunday, 30 minutes. And you you want to, after a little bit of practice, get it down to no more than 30 minutes. And the reason being, if it's going to take you more than 30 minutes every week, you won't do it. So you want you want something that you can do consistently be okay with it taking a little bit longer initially because you're getting used to it. But eventually by week four, you'll be 30 weeks or 30 minutes or less. And that's kind of the goal. I really suggest doing doing your WAP when you start Soulcraft on Sunday night. Then once you have a few months under your belt, like when you graduate, you might say, ooh, I like to do it Saturday morning or I like to do it Monday morning. As long as you're doing it once a week, that's good. But for the course, try to stay with that Sunday night and then once you've got it under your belt, you can change it. And that that kind of goes for everything in Soulcraft. Do it exactly as designed, like all the tasks, all the, the lessons. And even if you think you know it, just do it because it all fits together. And then after the course, you can start customizing it for yourself. But don't try to customize it too early. I see this when I choreograph. If I'm choreographing something and if, if I'm using someone else's choreograph, Sometimes I'll start to try to change it initially and it never works. Like you want to do it as designed. Then once you've got that into your body, then customize. Okay. Um, Five pillars of belief. This is going to so change your business. So this exercise is so important because it can create or will create your follow-up email. And that follow-up email from your five pillars will help you in your network marketing business to bring prospects over the line. It was probably the most liked thing for helping people understand like why I chose this company. And it also is, is like a little succinct follow-up because often people are like, well, what should I follow up with? That Those five pillars put into a short email, as you saw from that lesson, is one of the best follow-up techniques ever. And it helps you really understand why you're so passionate and remind you why you're so passionate about your business. So that five pillars is super important. The build your business around your passions, that is also at the core of what we teach with Soulcraft. And this is what will make you stand out. And it will also help you over the years develop different income streams 
and it will keep you connected to your purpose. And really your purpose and what you're here to do is more important than even your network marketing company because this is just a vehicle to help you live your fully expressed version of yourself. Okay, so network marketing is the vehicle to help you do that. So again, we want to keep going, okay, well, what's really important is my purpose. So therefore, we want to center your network marketing business around your purpose and your passion. And then that um, will give you more energy as well. Yes, Hannah? Um, it's maybe a little bit off the topic, but I need to voice it. Yeah, <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. Um, as, as I'm going through this program, I started thinking, well, not really. Someone pointed out that um, I, need to, I need to work on my content on social media because it's not selling. So I, I don't talk a lot about my product. I concentrate more on, on life and things that I do. So my, my question is, yes, what's your, what's your view on that? What's your position? Mm. I have to say, when I heard that, it hurt me. Mm. It really hurt me. Mm. I had to work on it just to say, okay, I, I just let it go. <laughs> go away i i know i heard it okay you said your piece but this is my life and i want to do something that i feel not other people tell me oh this is this is not saying you just need to keep talking about your product all the time because otherwise people don't know what you're doing mm. and Yes, if you could give me some steer yeah. around that, I would appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Well, you're completely on track to thinking that you want to build your business the way you want to and not, not listening to input that doesn't resonate with you. So there, there's multiple ways of building network marketing businesses. And I'm a really good example. If you look at my always over the years on social media, I've never promoted a lot about the product. So I do have, I'll explain, and we go more into social media in another, another module, but I do put the product in there, but primarily I'm promoting a lifestyle. Mm. That is much more appealing, in my opinion, to people, a lifestyle, and then they want to see what are you doing? So another good example is, teaching dance. So dance is my like number dance and, and personal development. So like what we've just been talking about, those are probably my two biggest passions and health, but I would probably say in those order, dance, personal development, then health. And in my dance classes, I never talk about my network marketing company. And yet, like when I'm teaching dance and it, at the end of it, I might have flyers for my health and wellness spa. You know, I might have, you know, flyers for something that I would invite people to. But that hour, it's not about network marketing or my product at all. I can still track, trace 80% of my whole entire organization and also for all my other programs from someone who has come to a dance class. 
who then recommended someone in another country to another. So maybe someone came to my class in Denver and then they had a sister in the, and then they became an associate in my network marketing company. They had a sister in the UK who they got on the products, who had a friend in, in, in Singapore who became an associate. And that was all from just teaching dance, not even talking about the product or the, the business. And at the end, so this is what your social media can be. You can be promoting your passions and lifestyle. And we'll talk more about how to position yourself in another module. Then you bring in the product or the business a little bit here and there, but it's not the, it's not the forefront. Now that doesn't mean that people aren't successful doing that way. And if, if, you, if that resonates with you and you want to just promote the product and, and the business, totally fine. We can support you in that as well. But there's other ways to build it, such as promoting your passions, the lifestyle, and then you can bring in the product and the business in other ways. So that people still know what you do, like people still know I'm a network marketer, but I'm not, I'm not always talking just about network marketing or just about my product. So yeah, you're completely on track. You want to think about how do I want to build this business in a way that resonates with me? Some people love talking about their product all the time and that's great. But if that's not what you want to do, it's okay. You can be highly successful without doing that. So if you get a, advice if from anyone, always remove yourself, kind of like prospecting, take the emotion out of it as much as possible, which is often difficult because we care what people think. <laughs> but if you can, and just remind yourself, okay, I'm, I'm just going to listen to this advice. You know, it doesn't mean anything about me. You know, when people are giving us advice, it's more about them anyway. Okay. Cause they, they feel compelled that they have to share, you know, it's, but it's not about you. It's about them. And then just take what you can with it. Like, Oh, okay. They're saying this. Is there anything I could take from this conversation? Maybe this. No, it just actually confirms that I really want to be talking about my passions and my lifestyle. So we we don't have to take on everybody's advice. Not only because, especially in network marketing, if people's advice, if they haven't been successful in it, or if they're building in a way that doesn't resonate with us. And Interesting thing you said. Yes. How often people who haven't achieved the success, they have so much to tell us about how to do things. And, mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking, really? <laughs> really? And what kind of experience do you have that you believe that you have the authority to tell others what they, what they need to do if yeah. you haven't achieved? that success it's you know it's crazy yeah. thank you thank you yeah you're that. absolutely absolutely welcome and penny my upline in my network marketing company she always had this great saying bless and release you know it's it's because that person that feels like they need to tell tell you it's it's just something in them that they they want sometimes it can come like they want to help or they you know whatever it is but what I always just, I let them have their peace, say their peace. I don't give them anything to press up against and I just bless and release. 
you know, because we're probably not going to convince them either. So I just don't even waste any energy, you know, on it and just bless and release and send them love. <laughs> and I, I'm very magnanimous. That's the kind of, I, I always say that I'm magnanimous. <laughs> oh, nice words. Magnanimous. Okay. <laughs> and there was something else that reminded me in there. Oh, yes. Okay. So part of being a leader is you are the one that is looking at this big, beautiful lake that looks cold to everyone. And you're not just dipping your toe into it. You're diving into the lake. And then you're saying to everyone, come on. That's what leaders do. Followers just dip their toe in it. And they're like, no, I think that looks too dangerous. But leaders are the ones that are like, no, this is amazing. Even though everyone else is like, that looks too cold. You're the one that jumps in and checks it out. And like, this is amazing. Come on. So this is like network marketing. You know, we, we are the people that are at the forefront that are fully in and saying, Hey, this is amazing. Come on in. You know, so we're, we're not the toe dippers. It's the same thing in how we're designing our business. It may go against the status quo. And I, I can tell you when I took my business online, I started in 2008 when people said it's not going to work. 2011, I took 80% of my business online. And again, people are like, how network marketing is an in-person business. How are you going to do it online? And it wasn't till COVID happened that people started to think, oh my goodness, we have to take things online. So even how you design your business, think about how you want to design it, what resonates with you. And then find people that can be way showers to show you how to do that. So if you're like, again, I don't want to be posting about my products all the time, that does work for some people, but if that's not what you want to do, find someone who's doing it the way you want. Fortunately, Soulcraft, that's what we teach you as well. But just think about like, I'm a way short in my business. I can, I can design this how I want to. Just like I'm a forerunner, a trendsetter, I'm avant-garde in doing network marketing, I can also design my business in a way that feels right for me. And if you don't love social media, there's like, I don't love social media. Email is my primary way. And I'm going to teach you this. You have to have an email list. So we're going to spend a lot of time on this. I, I am on social media more for credibility and to keep my face out there, but I sell mostly through email. So again, if you don't love social media, you don't have to be out there all the time. Like I'll teach you like social media, you just need to choose one platform, whatever it is, Facebook or Instagram, I usually suggest. And then even if you show up three times a week, that's fine. In a way that feels right for you. I do think you need social me media unless you're like, no. <laughs> but for the most part, like I, I show up on social media, but I'm not on it all the time. Because that's not what resonates with me either. Okay, so I just want you to be aware that you can design this business, which is what you're meant to do in a way that feels right for you while still stretching yourself as well. Okay, um, Alchemy of You, I'm gonna let you guys do. Okay, so we only have 10 minutes. So let me make sure I get through everything for the questions. Let me see here. Okay, so Terry had a really great question. One of my hurdles is getting back on track once a disappointment comes. Maybe a consultant drops out or no longer keeps in contact. Maybe a customer decides to drop their order. 
a big hurdle this week was a great appointment and then a doctor told the customer not to take the supplements. It can be so disappointing. Yes, I so understand. How do you get back on track after, after a disappointment and not let it affect your life and business? So important because this is the roller coaster of network marketing, right? <laughs> we get someone on auto order, someone falls off. Someone says yes, then they stop. So it's it's definitely the roller coaster. So there's a few things energetically, what you want to think is my mission is greater than just these short-term little roller coasters. And what we want to think of is when someone goes onto auto order, we have this like elation. And then when someone falls off, we have this disappointment. And it really is just because of this thing that happens like, okay, does someone go on? We feel great. Does someone fall off? We feel negative. So we want to try to like get, get it where we feel even no matter what happens. So, you know, someone comes on. Yes, that's great. Someone falls off. Okay. It's okay. Because in any business, it will, it will happen. You know, like someone all of a sudden starts on a product and then they switch to another one. So it's, it's just business. So you just want to think, okay, this is just what happens in business. You know, someone buys an Apple phone and then they switch to a Samsung phone, you know, like, Apple isn't going to be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> my business sucks. <laughs> like it just is what happens. <laughs> so we're kind of making light of it. And I, I don't want to negate our feelings because I feel that too. You know, like it's, it's just natural. But if we can kind of say, okay, I'm a business, people are going to come in, people are going to go off. And so then, then we feel less emotionally attached because it's just business. Then what can we do about it? So once we get like our equilibrium back, what can we do about it? So one of the things is when, when someone comes into your business, you want to make sure that you have systems in place to welcome them and to, to really nurture them. And I've always taught that the more you can create that beautiful experience in the beginning, even though it can seem like a little extra work, it will pay you forever. So that little bit of extra work of calling them, you know, if, if you do do email, you know, maybe they get a little email sequence, but definitely like if you're just starting with me and you haven't done anything like email or anything, anything like that, make sure you call them in the first week, make sure you call them in the second week, then maybe the fourth week. And one of the best things, and we, we have this in, in Soulcraft as well, is to ask people to get an envelope and a piece of paper. And before they start taking the products, write down how they feel, put it in an envelope and put it into the drawer. 30 days later, take it out and write down how they feel now. 30 days later, take it out, write down, and then another 30 days later. So you actually are teaching them that they have to stay on this as a minimum of, of three months and that they're checking in how they feel. Because honestly, when people start feeling better, they forget how terrible they felt in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so this one little strategy will help keep people on the products because they can physically look like, oh my goodness, I wasn't sleeping and I was having anxiety attacks and my skin was really dry. I had this eczema and you know, like people forget it's, it's, you think they wouldn't because they felt so miserable, but we do. As soon as we start feeling better, we erase what wasn't good. So, so that strategy alone can really help. And then the other thing that can help, and, and a lot of this is just as you do it, like, for example, like this doctor 
telling the the person, you don't really know that this can happen until it happens. And then you can think, okay, how could I prevent in the future? So it's all of these things. This is why you just have to get into action because you don't know what you don't know. Like I, I didn't realize, even though I'd read it in sales books back in the day, that if there's two decision makers, you should really have them both there. And it wasn't till a few times where the wife or the husband would go back and talk to their partner and they would say, no, I realized, oh, that's why they said in the sales book that you need to have them to have them together. So we don't know until these things happen. So then you can start putting into place things. So if if you're finding that partners are negating it, make sure that you have your meetings with both people. If you find that money or time or any excuse is coming up after, like they go away and then they come back with a certain um, objection, we're going to teach you this in Soulcraft. You want to weave it into your story. So the very thing that you're getting, I don't have enough time, you would weave into your presentation, into the story. When I first started, I felt like I didn't have enough time because I had my full-time job. I had my kids. I had my hobbies. But I realized if I didn't carve out time, I would be in the same place in five years. So what I did is I started carving out an hour per night, just five days a week, you know, whatever it is. So you want that objection put into your story. And each of you will find that there's objections that are dissimilar for you. So, and we have a whole section on this, but just to kind of give you some ammunition now. Then the, the doctor one, you can also, you can, you can, um, ex and we call this exploding the bomb up front. So the very thing that you're worried is going to come up, you talk about it first before it comes up. So let's say that you're, you're, and again, you're not going to know this till this, this happens, but say you're with someone that's like, okay, I, I need to check this out with my doctor. Then what you want to have is something with you or that you can email them and say, absolutely take this to your doctor so he can look at this. So you can give them something for the doctor to look at. And in your company, whatever it is, there's always going to be something. And if you don't know what it is, talk to your upline or your, or call your company and just say, what is the best thing for doctors to see? So they believe in this product. Like in my company, we're in the physician's desk reference. So doctors love that, you know, or um, maybe in, in yours, Terry, there might be like a study that a doctor is, yeah. So have that on hand so that you can email or you can give it to them. And then, you know, if they still come back, then you can say, oh, tell me more. So what was the doctor worried about? And then see if you can still engage in a conversation. And oftentimes when we get in, and we'll talk about this in objections, and I think it's module four, but when an objection comes, often we're kind of stopped in our tracks <laughs> and we like don't know what to say. <laughs> and this again, just comes through practice. And I used to practice literally, you'll laugh, but I would have a broom in the corner and I would just practice with my broom. Like just, okay, so tell me more. Okay, that's interesting, tell me more. <laughs> so that it would come out naturally because rather than I'd be like, uh, you know, so you, you wanna practice. And the best way is we just want people to talk more, like tell us more. Oh, he said that, tell me more about that. Because if we can engage people in a conversation and they can hear themselves talk, sometimes there's still another way we can shift their, their belief or their, their consciousness around it, or at least it still keeps the door open for later. 
And I, I always try to keep doors open and the con like, so that there's a possibility because maybe down the line, my company comes up with another product, you know, that might be better suited for them. So we, we always, even if someone's like, okay, this isn't for me. Like my doctor was like, absolutely no, you know, just, and you've had as, you, the conversation has gone as far as you can. Then you just want to leave it completely understand. Um, you know, I would probably feel this way too, if that, that was me, what I can do, if there's another product that comes out that I think would be better suited, um, would you like me to send that information to you? You know, so you can keep the door open and I, I get their permission in, in another way. Okay. Does that help Terry? Okay. Fantastic. All right. So let me see here. We're almost at the hour. So let me see here. Um, John had a great question. What information do you suggest between that first and that second call? So I always send the, my follow-up email about why I chose my company. And that just, it just works a charm. Now, if you've done this exercise, it can be really long. So I just shortened it for an email. And obviously in, in the exercise, we're getting you to talk about yourself as well. You're not going to send them the self part. You're just going to like why I chose this company because of the, the product, the company, the compensation plan, the industry. So it's, that's one of the best follow-up as well. And follow-up, we, we don't want to overwhelm them. It's usually one or two things max, unless they ask for more. Because otherwise, they'll just put it on a counter. They'll, they'll shelve the email and they'll think, I'll read it on the weekend because there's too much stuff. Nobody ever gets back to it on the weekend. So one maximum two things, unless they ask. Um, okay, so we don't have a lot of time for this last question. But this, this was from Wouter who did the program, um, I think it was last year's intake. So this is going to be a little bit higher level, but I, it's really good for everyone to, to be thinking about this too, because this is where you're going to be headed. So actually the first isn't so much higher level. So he says, I have a, another question, which I'm going to talk about this one first. It's about combining my passion without sacrificing, uh, sorry, combining my passion with net, with network marketing. Currently, I'm building hard on my own passion, which is wizard because he's a painter, um, and it takes time to do this in a professional way. I also want to launch a new network marketing business and wellness, but my problem is when. So um, Wouter has also just changed from his um, cryptocurrency network marketing into a, well, a health and wellness one. So he's just made the transition as well. And just like my wizard, I want to do this in a, a, a professional way. Do you have suggestions when and how to time building your passion with your network marketing? Okay. So, and then his next question was about his, how to actually send an email out with these two things. So I think, and obviously, cause you're in this course, I would start blending your passions and your network marketing business right away, like from the beginning. And the best way, which you'll start to learn in lesson three is that you want to think of one, two, or three things max that you're passionate about. And which of these one, two, or three can best combine with your network marketing business? So for example, I love business, obviously, because I've been you know, an entrepreneur since 27. So I love business and I love life design. So I position myself as a business and a life design expert. And within life design, I have the personal development, the health and the dance. 
So with business and life design, it was very easy to bring in my network marketing business because business is the network marketing. And then also the in the life design, health is going to be the part of the life design. So that's why I can always talk about what I want to be talking about, business and life design. And I can always bring my network marketing company into it because business is network marketing and life design is health. And then again, in life design, it had personal development, health, and dance. So to make it easy for you, and I want you to be thinking about this for yourself, but everyone could take one passion, and I'm going to use Walter as an example, his art could combine that with business. So Walter from the very beginning can be saying, position himself as a a um, artist who teaches people how to expand their art business and have additional income on the side. Because most artists who are trying to create their income from their art business also need to be having income from somewhere else so that it could replace their nine to five. So he very easily can just position those two things and everybody can do that. Whatever your passion is, pottery, and how to build a business on the side of your passion. Like that literally can be your, your um, pitch or your what you're creating as your identity. I teach you how to expand your passion, whatever it is, pottery, cooking. And I teach you how to have a business to enable you to go into your passion. Okay, so that that is like everyone could do that. So you think you think about whatever you're passionate about, growing flowers, um, embroidery, um, anything, <laughs> yoga, rewilding a farm, you know, saving cats, you know, whatever it is. So you because the people that are going to come to you are the ones that are interested in saving cats. Okay, they're, they're, that's what they they want to learn about that. And then you are teaching them how to save cats and you're teaching them at the same time to have a business that gives them an income so that they can focus on their passion rather than to be stuck in a nine to five. Okay, so everyone can do that. Or if you want to make it a little bit more complicated, you can choose if you have like three passions, like I had my business and my life design. And then within there, I was teaching personal development, dance and health. Okay, that has a few more layers. So you can see see what resonates with you. But what I want you to focus on is when you are out there talking about your passion and teaching people about your passion and interacting with people. So like Aramaya, you're you're doing your book, you know, so like you very easily can be talking about writing a book, you know, and then how to have an income on the side that supports other authors. You know, so they can do the same thing too. And you can be sharing about your journey of writing the book. Then once the book is out, like teaching people that whole process and how to have an income on the side, you know, so you can be positioning. And the thing is, it is so easy in today's world because everyone wants to, since the pandemic, more people want alternatives, you know, and affiliate marketing, which is just another way of explaining network marketing is all the rage right now. You know, so it's, we, we live in a time where actually network marketing is so much easier than it has, it has ever been. 
So really step into that, like really be proud of this is my passion and I'm teaching people how to have an additional income stream so they too can focus on their passion. And you are the best equipped person to talk about the passion that you have. Okay, which is also going to, because usually our passions are connected with an area of growth that we had. Like for me, dance is my passion and it was an area of growth because I didn't come to it till I was 27. So I'm able to teach people who think that they can't dance how to dance because I didn't come to it till I was 27. So whatever your passion is, you are the best position to teach that. And then you can combine it with your network marketing company. We're going to go more into that because obviously this, this is like a, a, a huge pillar of, of Soulcraft, but just to kind of give you a little bit more context and to help um, answer Wouter's question. So yes, Wouter, now that you have your um, new network marketing company that you want to do, I would combine both right away. And then in the emails, so he was talking about like in the email, do I combine it? Absolutely. So I would have your emails start out with the art side, you know, whatever you're, you're teaching about the art. So it might be, I don't know um, how to do life. I don't think this is it, Wouter, but how to do life drawings. And then it, the, the second half is the email is, are you like me? And you want to, to go into art, but you're worried about how to create an income. And you would love to leave your nine to five job. Stay tuned to this space and I'll let you know how I've done it. You know, and then the next email, more about art. And then part one, why, why should you have your own business? You know, and then you go through all the, so you're educating them. Then the third email about the art that you're teaching. Part two, what businesses could you choose? You know, then email number four, art, art, art. Part three. We talked about the four different businesses network and we made a case of why network marketing is so powerful. How do you choose the right network marketing company? You know, so it's like an educational, like, why should you have a business? What type of business should you choose? Okay. If we we produce a case for network marketing, how do you choose the right network marketing company? You know, so then, and then you just continue to educate. And then this becomes an email sequence that when someone opts in, they get the sequence of emails. So it's not, it's, it's something that everyone that ever opts in gets. So they get educated over time and everyone can do this. You know, like Aramiah with your book, you know, like could be the same thing. Like me, were you trying to figure out how can I write a book? And cause I can't continue a nine to five job all the time. That takes all my time. How can I produce another income? You know, and then you just educate over time. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the, the sequences. And I do this in my online presentation for my network marketing company. Why should you have a business? What businesses could you choose? Why network marketing? And then network marketing, how do you choose the company? And then how you choose is where you use the five pillars. And then you make a case for your company. And every company out there that this is why I love network marketing. Each of you have chosen your company because it's the right one for your personality. You know, there's so many good network marketing companies out there. You just have to choose the one that when you follow this, okay, who's at the head of the company? What are their products? Um, what industry is it in? What type of training do they have? 
you know, and then you're, you're really, as long as the fundamentals are there, which most network marketing companies have to like back in the day, it was the wild West. So, you know, there were a lot out there that weren't that great, but now most of them are because you have to, to go by all these guidelines. So it's really a matter of which one resonates with you. And then of course, that's how you're promoting it to other people. And then you will attract the kind of person that that resonates with them as well. All right. A lot of information. We've gone 10 minutes over. I just, those are really good questions. So a lot of information. We we tend to really just stick to an hour. So this isn't too overwhelming. Sorry. If this is a lot of information, just know that everything we've talked about, we take you through sequentially. Okay. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> just go back to like, okay, I'm just in module one. <laughs> I'm just doing the build your business around your passions and the alchemy of you. And we're going to take you through everything and it will all fit together. And remember, you have lifetime access, so it will all come together. All right. Any final questions? All right. Thank you, everyone, for your such great questions. Keep being like super, anything you're worried about, put out there because we can address it and it helps everyone. Let's do our quick video or video, quick picture. And then remember, I'm going to post it right away. Your two ahas and your two action steps. And it is so good for you for integrating, but it's so good for everyone else as well. And it also helps me to know what's resonating as well. So it's super helpful for me too. Okay. So our first one, as you know, is just our normal happy one. So one, two, three. And then our crazy one. One, two, three. Perfect. Ready? <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful day, weekend coming up, and we'll see you next week. All right. Love you all. Thank you. Thanks, Carmen. Bye. You're so welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.